Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Indie Film Hustle Podcast, episode number 356. I knew if I failed, I wouldn't regret that. But I knew one thing. I might regret not trying. Jeff Bezos. Broadcasting from the back alley in Hollywood, it's the Indie Film Hustle Podcast, where we show you how to survive and thrive as an indie filmmaker in the jungles of the film biz. And here's your host, Alex Ferrari. Welcome, my indie film hustlers, to another episode of the Indie Film Hustle Podcast. I am your humble, humble host, Alex Ferrari. Today's show is sponsored by FilmTools.com. Since 1996, Film Tools has been Hollywood's one-stop shop for all things production. No matter what your filmmaking needs, Film Tools has you covered when you need gear for your next shoot. Anytime I need anything really quickly, I go to Film Tools. They always have every single kind of production nugget and thing that I might need. No matter how small or big it is, they definitely have it. And this week, Film Tools is offering the Indie Film Hustle Tribe 5% off all purchases at FilmTools.com. Just use the coupon code IFHPOD. That's I-F-H-P-O-D at the checkout at filmtools.com. The show is also sponsored by my new book, Rise of the Film Entrepreneur: How to Turn Your Independent Film into a Money-Making Business. In it, I discuss how to actually create the film entrepreneur model and how to make money with your film or films and do it again and again so you can actually build a successful career and business. So if you want to pre-order the book, head over to filmbizbook.com. That's filmbizbook.com. So guys, today on the show, we're going to talk about equity crowdfunding. Now, this isn't just normal crowdfunding like we're used to on Kickstarter and Indiegogo or something like that. This is not asking for a donation. You are actually bringing in investors into your movie through a crowdfunding platform. And our guest today, David Willis, is the first filmmaker to ever generate over a million dollars for his film doing equity crowdfunding. And he has been inundated by his friends and colleagues in the film business asking him how he did it. And he's actually uh, putting on a workshop in Burbank November 16th. And at the end of the episode, I was able to convince David to give all of the tribe members 100 bucks off. So if you really want to get into the deep, deep weeds on how to raise money with equity crowdfunding, this is a place to go. So I brought David on the show because I wanted to not only just dig into how he was able to do it, just explain what equity crowdfunding was. I had heard of it passing through you know my feeds and, and the people I talked to, but it's not something I really looked really deeply into. But when I 
actually did research on David and saw what he was able to do. And in this conversation, I, you know, I asked him every single question I wanted an answer to. So it is going to be a treasure trove for you guys and a new way to raise money for your projects. It is not for every project, but I think it's a good, good option for many, if not the majority of independent film projects. So without any further ado, please enjoy my conversation with David Willis. I'd like to welcome to the show, David Willis, man. How you doing? How am I doing? I'm doing great. I'm on the uh, Alex Ferrari podcast, man. So <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good. Thank you very much. How about you? I'm doing good, my friend. I'm doing good. Uh, so before we get into it today, what? Uh, how did you get into the film business in the first place? Well, I started as a street magician in New York City, uh, a comedy street magician. And uh, it's a great way to start because if you're no good, people will just walk away. Immediate feedback. And, uh, I, you know, it was, I was funny. I was good at it. And I made a living that way for a couple of years. I was like 17. And then I got rid of the magic and just did the comedy, moved into comedy clubs, did comedy for a long time, did a one-man show at over 200 colleges, Vegas, cruise ships, the whole thing. Comedian that I moved to L.A., wrote for a couple of shows, wrote a couple of comedies, and then decided I needed to make movies, you got so you got bitten by the bug, as you say. Yes, that the mental health problem of needing to make movies. <laughs> yes, so. that's, that's that that's that disease that does not uh, there's no there's no cure for it. Once you got it, it's yours. <laughs> yes. Yep, without question. <laughs> you got a bad case of filmmaking, boy. It's a bad bad case of yes, filmmaking. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you you reach out to me because you've done something pretty unique. You've used equity crowdfunding to raise money. For your film, and not a small amount either. So, can you please explain to the audience what is equity crowdfunding and how it differs from just traditional crowdfunding? This uh, equity crowdfunding is different than Kickstarter. Kickstarter, Indiegogo are called rewards based crowdfunding. If you donate money to Kickstarter to a campaign, you will get a reward. If it's a few bucks, you'll get a thank you. If it's more, you'll get a, a T-shirt, a poster, a DVD, whatever. Uh, with equity crowdfunding, if you put money in, it's not a donation. It's an investment. You will own a piece of that project, in our case, a movie. It's like traditional indie film finance where you put money in and you get own a piece of the movie, except you're going out wide to the entire world. That's essentially the difference between the two. And there's no, like, because when, you, when you're requesting money from uh, an investor, there has to be certain legal paperwork put into, like, a product placement memorandum, all that kind of stuff. That you, you just can't just, I mean, unless it's someone you know, specifically, you just can't go solicit from a stranger somewhere without some paperwork, legal paperwork. Is that correct? <clears throat> Absolutely correct. That's the way it's, it's always been. Uh, you still can't do that. You still cannot just... Randomly put on Facebook or the internet, uh, hey, invest in my movie. It's still illegal to do that. Um, and it's frustrating for filmmakers because you do have to have paperwork if you're doing equity crowdfunding like I did or if you're just doing seeking investors that you don't know. The SEC actually uses the term friends and family. You can ask your friends and family for investment and you can ask business associates. But if you don't know somebody – they can't invest in your film unless you have filed certain paperwork. Now, I don't know about you, Alex. I didn't get into show business to do paperwork <laughs> or math. Sure. I, that's, yeah. that's not why I did this, okay? 
But I decided that even though the equity crowdfunding uh, threshold for paperwork is much greater than Kickstarter, you can go on Kickstarter and in 90 seconds create a campaign and launch it. It takes weeks. It takes a couple of weeks at least to do an equity crowdfunding campaign because you do have to file a couple of paperwork things. You don't need a lawyer if you're familiar, but you should run it by a lawyer before you launch. I'm not a lawyer and we uh, we did a lot of the paperwork and then we ran it by a lawyer and he did some tweaks and stuff like that because you, you, you don't want to mess that up. You know, it'll just get in the way and, and it's not a big deal and it didn't cost that much. Right. To, to it, so these platforms don't provide that service for you. They're just basically a platform, correct? Uh, no, they do. Some of them do. It depends on which platform you do. You also, you have to launch it on a platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's, <clears throat> we launched on start engine. There's also micro ventures, we funder, there's like 40 platforms, but those are the top three and you must go through the platform. And another difference is with equity crowdfunding is they have to accept you. You have to say, here's my business. Here's what I want to do. You need a business plan. Most filmmakers, indie filmmakers have a business plan. And they say, we're going to do it. We're going to take it to festivals. We're going to spend the money this way. We're going to just, you obviously, this. you obviously have not met many filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> You obviously, sir, have not met many filmmakers if you think most filmmakers have a business plan. <laughs> well, I'll take your word for it. Mr. <laughs> but, but a lot of them, I know. A lot do. of them do. A lot of them do. Because, because nobody's got to invest in you, with you. If you just say, well, I'm going to make a movie, you have to say, I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to spend X amount on cast, X amount on locations, you know, et cetera. They want to know that they can trust you with their money, that mm-hmm. you have some kind of plan. Uh, another thing, big difference between Kickstarter and equity crowdfunding is the SEC does a background check on you so that you launch a campaign. They want to know that you're not a crook. Okay. Okay. So I, I, most filmmakers aren't, uh, most filmmakers, I would agree with you. Most, most distributors are, but most filmmakers are not. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, cow, ow, Jeez. it's a rough, it's a rough crowd. Low, it's a cr- low blow, but true, true, but I very, agree. very true. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I agree with you. Um, so, 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 and that's no big deal. I, I mean, I passed it. I'm not that interesting. So I, you know, there's, they didn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they don't care about, you know, if you got caught smoking a joint in high school, they, yeah, just, of they course, care yeah. about, you know, fraud, crimes, <laughs> financial stuff like that. Sure. So, so since equity crowdfunding went into effect in May of 2016, there haven't there haven't been in those frauds getting in because it's you know it's stacked against them. So so, um, so this so basically this is taking the traditional I'm going to go hunt for money, but if, and putting it into a crowdfunding or crowdsourcing kind of way. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now back to the show. Uh, and opening it up to a lot of people because everything you're talking about is basically the traditional way of going yes. out about to find you, you have to, you know, without the, you know, you could do it with a, you know, a PPM and talking to a lawyer and get all the paperwork done. And then you physically got to go and hunt and send yes. out put platforms. But this, this actually allows you to go out to the world and any, yes. and any, you know, Tom, Dick or Harry can actually go in and spend a hundred bucks or whatever the minimum is to yes. invest in your movie. So it's, it's pretty awesome actually. That's a, and, and, yes. there's, and, there's, and there's so much regulation around it. It's actually really nice as well. Um, yes. Yes, we. Uh, it, it's the SEC uh, w- when they made these laws. Obama signed this into law in 2012, and it was it, it, not to get political, but it was completely bipartisan. It's one of the few things that everybody in Congress went, "Okay, this is good," and it got signed into law. Then it took the SEC four years to Shocking. actually do all the regulations. Shocking. Yeah. Well. <laughs> And and they're and they continue to evolve the regulations and make it better. And they made it as easy as possible for ordinary folks like us to do this. They, they, they've actually made it pretty easy. There's a there's a pretty low hurdle. Normally, if you want to issue stocks and do things like that, it takes hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, armies of lawyers, etc. But this we started with less than two thousand dollars in startup costs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And six months later, we had a million dollars to make so, our movie. So let's let's we just I don't want to just kind of fly over that. So let's talk specifically what your story is and what you were able to do with this uh, with crowd uh, equity crowdfunding. Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I did the I did the uh, the rich person dance, the dosi do, uh, the the courting the of the rich people. And uh, I mean, I'm in show business. I've been in show business all my life. Uh, people in show business don't invest in indie movies like this. They, they, they are looking for money too. So the rich people I know are in the business. So I had to get friends of friends, rich people, and you've got to fly around the country. You've got to meet with them. I ended up, the last meeting I had, I'm meeting with a guy who just sold his winery for a hundred million dollars. And I'm sitting on his veranda. We're in wingback chairs like Casablanca Right. I keep starting to go. So do you have the papers, Rick? You know, yeah. and next to his private lake and his incredible art collection is looking at me. And I had to spend all day and explain to him how the movie works, how the movie business. And, and uh, he didn't end up investing. And he just it was so much work to talk to each one. And, and it's very nerve wracking because these people, when you talk to them with a swipe of their pen, 
they can make your career. Yeah. You know, with a, with a little swipe, then there's your money and you're off to Cannes or wherever your destiny is. <laughs> Sundance, whatever, sure. And, yeah, yes, exactly. And, and so it's, it's also kind of nerve-wracking. And then I discovered equity crowdfunding as like, cause I kept researching. I was not going to give up. Um, and I saw that, wait a minute, I can do my pitch once, put it up there and the world will see it. People who are looking to invest, not people who are donating because Kickstarter, there's a burnout. I, I couldn't mm. do Kickstarter because I've been hit up so many times for Kickstarter People saying, oh, invest, you know, donate for this, donate for that. And they're talented people. I know them. But there's a limit after you, you know, donate to like 20 of them. You kind of just, you get Kickstarter fatigue, you know? Yeah, without question. Yeah, with the best of causes. But with the investment, people are, you're telling them, I would like you to make money on this, as opposed to like you to fund me learning how to make movies or whatever it is you're doing on Kickstarter. Um, and it's a, you're at a different playing field because there is a bit more paperwork. People take you more seriously mm -hmm. because you're offering a commercial product. It's a business and it's also art. And so I said, okay, I got to do this. I got to, this, this is it. If I, if this doesn't work for me, then nothing will. And so I just studied really, really hard all the campaigns that were out there. And at this point, there were only even like a hundred or so. And I saw what worked. I saw what didn't. Now, was, did that, I... was that a hundred films or, or products? No, no since, uh, since Equity Crowdfunding started in May of 2016, there have been 18 films made. Wow. That's 18... so no competition. That's called the blue ocean. Yeah. You know, the blue yeah. ocean, red ocean. Um, right. Yeah. And you, Alex, you I can't think of anybody more plugged into the indie film world than you, <laughs> and you didn't know about this. I, I exactly. It's scary. So, I've heard of it. It flew by, but I never gave it a real second thought because you're like, oh, it's just crowdfunding again. I'm like, oh, it's just another yes. crowdfunding thing. And if I don't know about it, and I'm yes. in this world 24 seven, yes. talking to everybody all the time, I, I'm so glad I have you on the show. I think that's when when you oh, when you present. You. When you presented me the pitch to be on the show, you're like, hey, I made a million dollars doing this. I'm like, let me – I'm sorry, what? I'm like – I'm sorry, oh, and it's a, it's a Christmas movie? It's like – like, like, wait a minute. There's, there's something here. Let me investigate. And I was telling you off air, I'd actually had seen your campaign float by me somewhere in my – I'd seen it when yeah. I went back to – before our interview, I was doing research – I went back. I'm like, oh, I've seen this before. I'm like, oh, I remember this. But I never really connected the dots. I'm like, oh, this just has to be another crowdfunding scenario. I really never took it seriously until someone said, oh, I made a million dollars. So continue. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And just, just to be clear, I did not make a million dollars. No, no, I you, raised You raised, excuse dollars, me, okay. you raised a million dollars. <clears throat> if, the FCC, if the FCC is watching, <laughs> if the FCC is watching, he raised a million dollars. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah no that money went up on the screen believe sure. me it's uh it's better up on the screen than me buying a cappuccino with it so right. um uh so yeah so so i said i gotta do this i studied it intensely for like six months i went my my nerd brain my writer brain my uh, just went into analyzing every video that was up uh what how they said it the production quality um, every little detail, 
And I analyzed, why do I like this one? Why do I not like this one? Uh, for all kinds of businesses, uh, a bunch of CBD technology, medical technology, a guy who was raising money to grow his business, which was vertical farms, vertical hydroponic farms that could like grow so much more in one space and these and sure. corn and, and all this stuff that is like the future, uh, 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 electric vehicles, a jetpack. Some guy raised a lot of money for the first civilian jetpack. They've been promising that for, for decades now. I'm well, waiting for my jetpack. <laughs> well, it's, it was, I mean, all kinds of businesses were doing this. So I looked at the ones that were successful and I made sure that my video communicated what we were going to do and communicated it in a successful way. And I got to tell you something. I was a little worried that I was going to have to turn into Mr. Pitchman, Mr. Infomercial. Hey, how you, know? you doing? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to have to be like cheesy and just and a salesman and nothing against those people or that profession, but it, that's distasteful to me. And the big surprise I discovered is that the more I was myself, the more people connect the more people want to be involved in the project. And that was extremely reassuring to me as a human being that just be yourself. And I realized the campaigns that I watched, when they were being themselves, that's when I liked them, you know? Would you, uh, would you agree that there's – in this, now we're going into a much deeper conversation about the self uh, yeah, in, in general. Sure. But But isn't there – especially in the film business but in many other areas of our lives is that we – are afraid of being ourselves. We're taught to not be ourselves. We're taught to actually be part of the crowd, do what everybody else is doing. So yep. we actually hide who we are. But the, the the ironic thing about it is that is the secret sauce to your success. It's you yes. being you because there is nobody else like you. I always tell people, look, I can't compete with anybody else and no one else can compete with me what I do because there is only me. There's only one me in the way I do it. And same way like you, like, you know, I would approach it completely differently than you would approach it. Uh, and But that's the secret sauce. And I think that's one of the key to any kind of pitch or, um, yes. you know, just trying to connect with people is just being yourself. I Yes, I agree with you. And 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 it does sound like going into esoteric territory, sure. but it's like the primary lesson. And that's also why... Famous actors who are really good are are that way because they allow their quirks. If you do an impression of famous actors, there's always quirks you can pick up on the way Christopher Walken talks. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And now back to the show. And just the, Robert De Niro talks. These are not these are not smooth, you know, speech school kind of guys. Or, you know, yeah. They're Pacino. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, unapologetically themselves. You know, I have, to, I, have so- I have to tell you, I saw this uh, one of my post off. Uh, I had my office in a post house one day when I was still in post. Okay. And I ha- and out front, I'll not, I just think is the best. And I'm sure I don't know if you've ever seen it. It was a picture of Christopher Walken on uh, like photocopied and it said we accept walk-ins <laughs> <laughs> no i've never seen that That's so br- so brilliant and people would walk by and people would knock on the door it was like it was brilliant <laughs> uh, yeah oh, it's great so you I use know. so you use multiple platforms to do this yes i did i did once i made the the the, the commitment to do equity crowdfunding versus kickstarter and another thing by the way uh, before i forget uh, the success rate of Kickstarter is 37%, mm-hmm. okay, which means 63% of Kickstarter campaigns fail to make their minimum, which right. you can get all this, you can get these statistics on Kickstarter itself. They have a lot of success. The Kickstarter success rate for equity crowdfunding, 64%, mm-hmm. almost twice the success rate. And the average amount raised for a successful Kickstarter is 24,000, a little over 24,000. Average amount raised on an equity crowdfunding campaign, over 270000 So is it because, I mean, obviously there's less competition. So there's no question right. that there's less competition because there's a couple more hoops you've got to jump yes. to do. And that's actually a good thing because you don't want what happened with Kickstarter and Indiegogo and, and these other platforms to yeah. like, there's like a thousand filmmakers doing this. Yeah. If you're If you're smart, you do your homework, you do your research, you jump through a few hoops do some paperwork. You can be your base. You know, the concept of the blue ocean, red ocean. No, actually. Okay. So the blue, the blue, this is a, it's a book called the blue ocean strategy, which is, uh, everywhere. Like we're going to use this as an analogy. Kickstarter is a red ocean. That's where there's a lot of customers, a lot of people who want to spend money and, and, and donate money, but there's also tremendous amounts of competition. So there's blood in the water. So the water's red. Oh. Equity would be a blue ocean where there's still amount, a good amount of people, but nobody goes there. So the fishing is a lot easier. So there's oh, less competition. Oh. So that's the blue ocean, red ocean strategy. So equity crowdfunding as of right now of this recording is still a blue ocean. It's and even and even more so for films. It's a blue ocean period for everything, but for films, it's like you've got little to no competition. Yes, out there yes. at the moment. Yes, I mean Kickstarter just turned ten like two weeks ago. I'm so it old. just I feel old. It just, <laughs> it just turned ten. Equity crowdfunding is like two and a half years old. Right, and it's really and, hasn't, and it really hasn't caught on heavily yet in the, in no, our industry at least. In other industries, it has other industries. The money that's being invested in this platform goes up year every year every year, uh, but it has a long way to go before it reaches the four billion that's gone through Kickstarter. 
you know, with, with, as you said, all the competition that goes with it. But the thing is, but when you were the first movie on Kickstarter, you could raise three, four, 500,000 because you were like, wow, I could be part of a movie. And that was that whole, that whole first date you know, early puppy love right, stage right. of the relationship. Now we're just like, oh God, I just, I just can't even deal with this relationship anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, and equity crowdfunding is the new, oh, she, oh she's nice. Yeah. <laughs> In many ways. Also, yeah, yeah, that's totally it, man. And also people like, they put money into uh, the uh, 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 Veronica Mars movie. Yeah. And then they see it playing at their local theater. They and they're like, money. well, I'm not seeing any piece of that. I got a t-shirt. Yeah. I got an autographed so, picture. That doesn't that, really. And it's, you know, that's, is what it is. But it's nice that if the movie makes money, you would make money too. It's just nice. It's a definite, it's a different evolution to this whole concept of, of crowd, which is a, crowdfunding is a form of crowdsourcing. Uh, it's yeah. just adding a dollar a dollar amount to the crowdsourcing aspect of things. So you're using the crowd to fund, and but now you're instead of asking and begging for money, you're actually offering them a business proposal. Now, uh, so you use multiple because I saw you used how many platforms did you use to to raise the full million? Uh, we, we used two. We started on Start Engine, mm-hmm. uh, and we did three months there, and we finished that campaign. And two weeks later, we launched on WeFunder which is a, a competitor's platform. Uh, and they operate the same way. They each take a, a percentage. They have just you know different style, different website, uh, different user base. Right. We, uh, we're very happy with Start Engine, but according to my research, at the time, uh, there were about 100,000 users on each platform. And there was about a 60% overlap. 60% of those people would look at both sites. So I wanted to reach the 40% people on WeFunder who weren't going to start engine. And also at that point, because we'd done it for three months, we then knew what we were doing. There were a lot of small granular things that as you learn how to do them, they add up to a big deal that gets you momentum. Uh, so by the time we went to WeFunder, we knew it. And so we were raising over $10,000 a day because we knew how to reach our crowd. Jesus. We knew how to reach the people who wanted to do it. Uh, but we ended up with only 20, a little over 22,000 people visiting our campaign during the entire time. How many people uh, actually invested? 893. And what was the biggest investment? Uh, well, one, I can't, the biggest uh, for, one investment. For privacy reasons, I can't say uh, exactly, but okay. uh, it was six figures. Wow. Oh, so, 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 so uh, just explain, walk me through the, through, walk me through how you, people can invest. So you said, cause I'm thinking still crowdfunding, like, you know, for $5, you get this. And for 50,000, you actually open ended. So somebody can actually come in and go, you know, I know you only want 10,000, but I really want to invest a hundred thousand. Let's talk. Yes. That's what happens is when you get a, the, the minimum investment is a hundred dollars. If you're a filmmaker and you want to do a campaign, you can set the minimum investment higher. You can set it $500. You can set it 5,000, but you're cutting more and more people out. If you do that, we kept it at a hundred. So that as many people, you know, we know some people would invest and they'd say on Facebook, Hey, I put a hundred dollars into a Christmas movie. I'll probably never see it again, but it's fun. And I'm like, okay, well, we'd really like you to see it again, but Thanks anyway, you know, mm-hmm. and, and other people would put in, uh, you know, thousands The when you go online as an investor, you have to fill out a little form. It's not a big deal, but you have to say what your income is, which we don't see. We don't see it. Only the, the back end people see it so that the, it's an SEC law. The SEC yeah, wants to be sure 
that you're not investing too much of your assets into this. It's there to protect people. Okay. Um, so people who are high net worth individuals uh, had like a $25,000 cap because of the way the formula works. So they would contact us, <clears throat> excuse me, they would contact us and we would do something called a regulation D. Equity crowdfunding is called regulation crowdfunding or Reg CF. Regulation D, all it is, it sounds like so, ooh, big deal. All it is is you take that crowdfunding contract that you used to get on the platform, you have your lawyer make a few minor changes, and then you file a Regulation D form online, very simple, very cheap, and that allows you to accept money from strangers who are accredited investors, which is an SEC term meaning about the top 3% of wage earners in the United States. And they're allowed to give you as much as they want with a Regulation D, and they give it to you outside the platform. It doesn't in, go through the so, Oh, so, it, so in other words, they don't get a cut of that. Right, which, which they're fine with. They're, they are very, the platforms are very happy for you to raise tons of money outside because it means you're being successful. So, are you, so does that money show up on the platforms itself like as a total or is, is it completely outside the... the, the... Uh, we posted it mm -hmm. on, the, on, on our updates. So you could read there that it was, that it was coming in. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not in the final total. But it's, so, it depends on how the platform shows the total. Sometimes they'll show the total two different ways. They'll say, we, uh, we, we raised $308,000 on WeFunder, and then WeFunder will put next to it total. They'll total that plus the start engine plus the private Regulation D stuff, and so they'll put the whole total. So it's whatever the platform feels like doing, but we put it on there so people know that we're getting the money. But let me put it this way. We raised oh, about $550,000 on Start Engine and WeFunder together. The Regulation D investors doubled that. That's insane. That's insane. And, For, they, and you came to us. And by, the, and by the way, this is a movie that doesn't have any, if, if I'm not mistaken, have any marquee major names in it, correct? No. No. It has some people where you go, oh, I've seen them. They're yeah, funny. Faces. But yeah. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now back to the show. There's no Adam Sandler. There's no Tom Cruise. Nothing like that. Yeah, and and so, so you raised a million dollars for a Christmas movie that has no marquee value, uh, marquee actors in it. Uh, right. Which, if you would have tried to do that outside of this scenario, <laughs> I can't see it going. Well. I mean, it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah. From my from my experience. Raising a million dollars in today's environment of, mm -hmm. of independent filmmaking, it's not the '90s, so it's you know it's it's a different yeah. world. This is a this is a tough sell, but because yes. of the equity, and I'm assuming because they saw other people investing, and there was that yes. kind of helps the situation. 
Yes. Wow. Yes. And another thing I like about it, as opposed to Kickstarter, is I didn't have to bug my friends and family. Right. These were all, eventually a couple of my friends and family put in anyway, because they heard me talking about it, because I was obsessed with it. But, you know, maybe six or seven friends and family put in, unlike Kickstarter, which was almost always mostly. <laughs> it's mom, dad, uncle Bob, got it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but the thing is, with this outreach, you have to... You have to. You don't just put your campaign on to sit back and say, "Oh, yeah. it's money's yeah. going to magically flow." You have to. We had outreach to bloggers. We we emailed a thousand bloggers to get just like twenty of them to write about us. But those twenty who wrote about us really helped get us noticed. We did podcasts at the time. We did. Uh, we did a lot of outreach, and we spent um, about fifty thousand dollars on Facebook ads. How so much did you spend? Fifty thousand five zero. So you spent is that money from the raising of the money, or yes. okay? So you use that as part of an investment back into the movie. Yeah, and then you were difference between that and Kickstarter is you don't have to wait till the end of the campaign. Oh. they'll give you the money out as you go. Oh wow! Yes, you could cast, you could get in production, you can. Oh my god! So then, so then you were targeting on Facebook certain net worth individuals. Yes, in certain areas. Who yes. had certain likes and dislikes? Like, hey, do you like yes. Christmas movies and have a net worth of twenty million dollars? This might be for you. <laughs> yeah. Am I yeah. wrong? Am I wrong? No, it- not wrong. Not the twenty million dollars. Of course, we of course. Targeting people towards the end. In the beginning, we were targeting everyone because we wanted every. We just wanted eyeballs to come sure. see us. Sure, sure, sure. But towards the end, we were targeting only people who made over like seventy-five thousand dollars a year, because. The average investment across all crowdfunding, uh, all sorry, all equity crowdfunding is eight hundred and thirty-three dollars across that's, ever since two thousand sixteen across all platforms. That's a lot bigger than Kickstarter. Kickstarter. It, it Kickstarter is eighty bucks, but our average investment was about a thousand seventy-five dollars. Our wow. average investment because we targeted them uh, t- towards the end. Um, so it, it, there's a, there are a lot of factors involved in making the momentum work. And a lot of it had to do with the campaign and our video. And I'm going to sound like I'm bragging here because I am. The, uh, the, what, the average rate at which people convert, convert is the word they use, means somebody who looks at your page, mm-hmm. who converts into an investor. Mm-hmm. Um, the average rate for equity crowdfunding is one half of 1%. Yeah, that so makes every, sense. Makes sense. Every 200 people who look at your campaign will invest. Okay, We never fell below two and a half percent that's great every 40 people and then once we figured out really what we were doing in the last couple of months we got up to five percent so that's we insane were, conversion rate it's kind of like open rates on email lists like you, you know there's a certain level that you it's yeah. hard to get back and the reason we did is because two reasons one we really tried hard to find people who would like us <laughs> You find find the people who go, oh, I I, I want to do that. I'm so glad you're doing that. I would like to be part of that. Mm-hmm. You just got to find them. They're out there for every movie. So people out there who who get you. And the second thing was is we worked really really hard on our campaign page, and every second of that video, every little tiny thing. It's tight. I saw mm-hmm. it. It's tight. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And oh my, we put so much work into that because. Those two things, finding the right people and having that video that really, really works, uh, that makes the conversion rate really high. 
that that sounds and uh, well i mean i'm sold uh it sounds it sounds it sounds like where do i sign up how do i do no i'm joking but this is actually it is just another option of many options out there to raise money but again this is not raising the 10 or 15,000 dollar movie we're talking about a million dollars which is a lot of money for an independent film yes in today's world with no marquee stars attached i mean it's actually almost unheard of and also it's at a genre that is a marketable genre you know christmas movies christmas comedies are a marketable genre but still uh it's still interesting i'm 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 really impressed that you were able to do what you were able to do with it well thank you alex i appreciate that now what is your distribution model to recoup these because you got to come back out with over a million dollars in revenue so what was the distribution plan and where is this this movie is it done is it out is it still post Uh it was released in Christmas season of last year, 2018. Okay. Uh, but because of, you know, it's, I'm laughing because of who I'm talking to. We had just one of those sad distribution stories with a big deal in place with a big six figure advance that just crumbled at the last minute. So yeah. we, but you had, you know, they offered you a six figure advance. Yes. Yes. We had, we had, it was all great. And then, and then it fell apart and you know, that, it's show business, right? But the, the problem was we then had to scramble last minute. So we didn't get out. <clears throat> we didn't get out on the platform until December 4th. And people really start buying this stuff in November. So we thought, well, we'd rather do it now than wait a year. Oh, yeah. uh, so we sold off the foreign rights. And they also had to get a late start too. So we had like half a season of distribution. Uh, we did all domestic. We did Amazon. Uh, how did you we do? Went I, 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 yeah, where did you go? An aggregator. It, you know, who, if you don't mind me asking, what aggregator did you go through? Uh, Giant Interactive. Oh, sure. Okay. I know them. All right. And, uh, you know, and then iTunes, Hulu, uh, every cable company, video on demand, the whole thing. And uh, and we sold off all the foreign stuff. But uh, we're really looking forward to this Christmas season because it'll be the first full season. And then we spent money on marketing, too. We got on, we got on Fox and Friends. Fox and Friends held us up as a... Uh, as a great uh, last-minute gift idea. Wow. <laughs> it was a, it was a non-political just... segment, obviously. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were just so – so, you know, we – and we'll see what happens this year. We absolutely had plans. You know, we absolutely had a plan in place to to, to do it. And I, I looked at uh, – if I don't sound like I'm sucking up too much to my host here, I certainly looked at your uh, site and your podcasts and – you know, got as much information as I could to figure this stuff out. And then in the end, we went with someone <clears throat> we knew who uh, got us placed in these places. So, Oh, very cool. Very, very cool. And and the thing about a Christmas movie is, you know, they 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 are evergreen. And, you know, to a yep. certain ex- to a certain extent, even I mean, other than maybe a, you know, a decade or two back where the clothes just don't look right anymore and they're holding up Blackberries, uh, you know, at that, <laughs> uh, you know, or rotary phones. But generally speaking, Christmas movies, every year, it's a new surge of money. Now, the, the window to make money on those films is basically from November 1st until December, basically to New Year's, basically. Correct? Is that, is that right. is a fair statement? So you've got a two month window to make all your money, but that's but you but that's every year going yes. forward. So it's a good you know revenue stream for you as a filmmaker doing Christmas movies moving forward. You know as as part of your portfolio of films, 
A Christmas movie is good. If you're going to go down this genre, uh, The Dog Saves Christmas is always a good one. Um, <laughs> any dog movies There's in general. There's a cat in our movie. What? Cat Saves Christmas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, those kind of – I mean, I had a friend of mine uh, who came on the show, Michael Pfeiffer, uh, Pfeiffer who has directed – 70 features i think in his career and he yeah. is a strictly hallmark li- lifetime dude and he that's he that's he just makes and he's like oh i make christmas movies i make the babysitter the babysitter killed uh you know the wife and you know murder that right. so he does the lifetime d but he does these christmas movies he says oh yeah the dog saved christmas i've got like four or five parts to this one you know and i got it just right. it's there's money to be made if done correctly if done correctly, and if you if you if you cast Dean Kane, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dean has carved himself out a heck of a nice career for himself. Yeah. Uh, he was pitched to us. So. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he was. Lovely it's a man. Good, lovely man. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's great, right it, for ours. Ours is very much a comedy. It's. Uh, I mean, our team. You know, my my exec producer. He's got you know four Emmys for The Simpsons and Frasier, yeah. and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Uh, and I wrote for shows, uh, TV shows. And so it was so it's very much a comedy. Uh, Hallmark called us and wanted to screen our movie for their channel. And I'm saying, you guys, this, it's not for you. One of our characters says crap once. <laughs> so it's, it's not for you. Yeah. And, and people kiss twice in the movie instead of just once at the end, like you guys do. And, you know, Hallmark's oh, so, practice bitch, but. So, th- so basically that you, those are rules and regulations for Hallmark. Oh yes. It's very, they don't kiss till the very end of the movie. The last shot of the movie is the kiss. No one is ever seen in bed. They never talk about sex. They don't joke about it. And there are very few actual jokes. There's a uh, lighthearted moments, but they don't want a lot of jokes. They, you know, uh, it, it's very, very, very precise. There's a whole list of rules for Hallmark. How, how, about, life, how, about, how about Lifetime? Because they have their uh, Christmas. They have their Christmas run now too. Oh, they do. I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't looked into that. I don't know. Yeah, what they I do. just. I just saw the like Lifetime's releasing. Like I, I forgot. It was like it was like a lot. Like forty or fifty new Christmas movies. Yeah, we've course. gotten. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, we've gotten approached by cable companies like that who who want who want the. The title, but we're waiting. We're going to wait, you know, like two years before we put it there. Netflix wanted it, but we'll wait, you know, for like four years before we go to Netflix. But, you know, the good reason, the, the good news is, you know, we made a movie that didn't suck and people like it and want to, want to show it. So And, and not, you have been able to generate re- some revenue already with it. Yeah. Already. And, and you're in control of that revenue stream yes. for the most part. Domestic. Domestic Domestically. Weird. Yes. And and how, and has foreign done well? I wonder how those movies travel. Do they travel well? Uh, oddly enough, like France, Germany, England, uh, those are good markets for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't not sure what other. But again, we got a late start last year, so sure. you don't know uh, exactly. But yeah, I'm not sure exactly what it's up to right now. I don't know what it's uh, exactly doing now for. Yeah, and this is a, a weird thing because as a as an investor, you know, you're like waiting, like, okay, when am I going to get my money back? I'm like, well, nope, gotta wait till next year, guys. Sorry, like you have to yeah. wait because during the year, I'm assuming there. I mean, there yeah, are but, some this minimal sales. Yeah, minimal, exactly minimal. But the investors, I was talking to an indie producer who's got a lot of credits and. And he said, "You know, that's great what you did, David." But he goes, "I don't want to. I don't want to deal with 893 investors like you have." And I said, "You know what? Here's what it's like dealing with 893 investors: uh, compose, email, send. That's it. 
So yeah, I was going to ask you, how do you pay back investors? How do you start sending money back to them? Well, you have a service that uh, shows what everybody, what ratio everybody has. You know, they they have uh, if they put in ten percent of the budget, they get ten percent of the investors' half of returns. So it's very simple. Um, and it's a fifty-fifty. So, so it's a fifty-fifty split. So explain the, how the money gets paid back. So is it is it a fifty-fifty split? Fifty goes to the filmmakers, and then fifty goes to the investors. First money's yes, in. But- but only, but the first money's in go to pay back the investors in full before okay. the producers get anything. The, the investors get paid back in full plus a fifteen percent bonus. Then the producers see their half. Oh, so 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 basically, you you make no money until you've recouped at least all the money. Yes. And until 15%. the investors make money until the investors are in the black and making money. We don't see a dime of that. Oh, so it's in your best interest to to sell, sell, sell. Yeah, but you know that's 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 not unusual in indie film finance, oh, and we course. wanted to make sure. And that was on the campaign page; people knew it. It was in the it was in the contract they signed. They knew that they were our first priority. And at the premiere, we premiered at the Valley Film Festival here in Los Angeles uh, in November uh, of last year, and there were about 180 investors there, and nice. so many of which was a perk. If you invested uh, enough, you got to come to the premiere, um, and so they. So many of them came up to me and shook my hand and thanked me for letting them invest. And it was, it sounds like it would be a moment where it would make your ego like big, but it was the opposite. It was so humbling, Alex. It was, I was just so humbled that they worked together with us to make this movie. I mean, I don't mean, <laughs> I don't mean to get all spiritual, but it was really intense. It was really mm-hmm. just a really wonderful completing of this entire project so that we gave them something that they were really happy to be part of. And for a filmmaker to hear, thank you for letting me invest. That's, that's unheard of. Generally speaking, it's generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah. It's that kind of movie. It's a, it's a very feel good movie. So so are you, so are you going to do this again? Um, I I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm getting a lot of, (laughs) calls from producers asking me uh, for advice. These are people who have a campaign that's live or people who are about to launch one or people who did one and it didn't do well. And they're calling, asking me, how do we get to a million? How? And I, I don't have time to be on the phone with all of them all the time. I mean, I'm spending hours on the phone with them because, you know, I, I love filmmakers and filmmaking, but uh, I'm given a seminar. Yeah, okay. Uh, to, 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 so that they can all get in the same room at the same time and I can explain it. It's a seven-hour seminar. It takes some explaining. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely doing that. And then I haven't decided if I'm going to do another one or not as far as myself goes. I'm Because of this movie, we're getting a little attention, and we have three movies ready to go. Uh, and if we can get funding from you know the usual sources and Netflix and uh, Amazon, whatever, we'll go that route. If If – not or if there are too many conditions attached to the other financing, I would be very happy to go back online because it was a lot of work. It's more more work than Kickstarter, but it was a wonderful experience. You got to, I got to connect with eight hundred and ninety three people who want to make a movie with me. And 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 as an artist, you get to be an artist, and you get to yes. you know no one's going to be over your shoulder going, you need Dean Cain. <laughs> Yeah, we can't yeah. move forward unless Dean Kane and the puppy, and not that puppy, but the puppy from 
Santa Paws Four. That's the star puppy. He's huge. He's huge in Germany. So, yeah. Yeah. And see, now see, people are people are probably laughing at, and I'm laughing too. But that's not far from what. I, am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. No. But, and it's something is something is ridiculous, world. and you it would be something as ridiculous. The Dean Kane part I get because that makes sense, and I, I, I've heard I've, I've heard nothing but good things about Dean. I'm not trying to pick on Dean. He, yeah, poor he, Dean. <laughs> Dean, I've heard sport. he's a good sport. And he's done. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of a fan of of his work as a Superman and many other things he's done. But uh, but there would be a producer, some moron, in the back of the room going, "I know the puppy in Santa Paws Three. And that's the dog we're going to use in this one because we can market it saying from the, 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 the dog from Santa Paws 3. Yep. And, and people listening going, Alex, why do you know about Santa Paws 3? Is it because I have children. I have children who are, <laughs> who are young. That's why. <laughs> and I've yeah, seen yeah. every Santa Paws, Air Bud, all those damn – The Air Bud yeah. guy, whoever came up with those Air Bud people, like those filmmakers, right. what a – I mean, the Airbud, everything, the Santa, like they've built an, an yeah. empire around <laughs> a dog and a basketball. Like it's that's the logo of their company. It's like the it's like fascinating to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we will put we will put links to your uh, your um, when is it happening? By the way, this, um, this uh, November sixteenth uh, here in okay. Burbank, California. November sixteenth, seven hour all day long in person seminar. It is not going to be a simulcast. It's not a webinar. It's in person because there's too much Q&A. There's too much back and forth. I have to address people's particular yeah. campaigns and the video has to fit them. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to spend at least 90 minutes discussing videos and, oh, and you know, how that works because <clears throat> I've seen good filmmakers put up campaigns and, and they're good at what they do and they're personable, but they're, they're doing so many little things. Uh, that if they just changed like four or five little things, they would have raised twice as much money. And so, but there's a strategy. There's a strategy yes. to like. There's a script. There's points. There's key. There's story points. There's things that you have to hit in those. You know, and in the timing and all that kind of stuff to do crowdfunding videos in general. Uh, it yeah. is something and, that you have to do. Yeah, and by the way, um, if you do equity crowdfunding, you can raise any amount from ten thousand dollars to a million. You don't mm -hmm. have to raise. You know, a million, whatever. Uh, there, uh, the lowest one I saw was somebody who did raise fifteen thousand, but they didn't put much work in the campaign. But a couple of horror movies just raised uh, low six figures. I think one hundred and forty, one for one hundred and seventy. But that's insane. <laughs> uh, a guy with a quirky comedy uh, called "Take Me to Tarzana." Uh, he just raised, I believe, it was one hundred and seventy-two thousand, uh, and with a very simple video, very clear, direct, Jesus. simple video, and. They had some credits. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. But they didn't have tons of credits. And some of these people who are starting these up, they don't have a lot of credits. You don't need it. What you need is for people to, to connect with you and believe you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And, and they'll sense it. They'll sense it. They'll know. It is is right now. This is and not to kind of over sensationalize this, but it is kind of a gold rush right now because there is no yes. competition. That's why yep. the quirky guy with the you know whatever Tarzana movie, 
is like if he put that on Kickstarter, he would never raise, uh, would probably not raise anything. But because yeah, well, he's in this, I mean, or raise less, let's say, yeah, uh, just a lot more competition there. You're you're talking about this blue ocean that is pristine, and there's fish everywhere, and it's so nice, <laughs> and all you got to do is just understand to put out the, the lure just right and you'll be able to catch some fish and, 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 and help and get some investments. And people just don't know about it. They just don't know or they have a lot of misconceptions about it. I was talking to somebody who's a longtime indie filmmaker and he goes, oh, you can't do that. That violates the blue sky laws. And what I'm like- a blue sky law? Yeah, exactly. He knows what a blue sky law is. Blue sky law- <laughs> In 1933, holy Jesus! <laughs> yeah, okay, oh my during God. the Big Depression, oh uh, they passed laws to stop people from investing in stocks. This is the original law came from. You had to be rich. They made the law: you got to be rich to invest in these stocks because people were selling stocks that nobody understood. And when they sold the stocks, they would say, "Hey, you buy this, and it's blue skies from here on for you." So it was a sales term from the friggin' depression. So they made these laws called blue sky laws, which means you can't go around telling everybody it's gotta be all blue skies, okay? And that's how that's how it, it came about. And with blue sky laws, also what it means is, if you want to offer your investment to the public, now you just file these couple of forms with equity crowdfunding platform. With the blue sky laws, you had to file those forms in every individual state, okay, or you couldn't, or people in that state couldn't buy it, you know, couldn't buy yourself. Anyway, so, yeah, it's fascinating, esoteric, boring stuff. So this filmmaker knew about that, but he didn't know <laughs> that eighteen crowd- films just got funded because of equity crowdfunding. So, so basically, you tell me nothing's changed in the stock market. I mean, it's, it's basically nothing <laughs> has changed. I mean, when you speak yeah. to a stockbroker, it's all. Blue skies, isn't it? Just like, oh, just yeah. you'll be fine. You'll be exactly. Fine. Same with real estate people. Say, you know, oh, market's going to turn. You know, it's all that. It's all. But yeah, I can't blame them. They got a job what do, to do. What do you mean, two million dollars for a house in Burbank? It's not a, a really. <laughs> you know, that's nine hundred square feet. I don't understand. What is that? How is that not a good investment? <laughs> From nineteen thirty-three. <laughs> it's it's it is work. It is work. Yeah. But one of the things, and I, and I think you'll get this, Alex. One of the things when I said I'm going to do this is. I thought, okay, what if it falls flat? What if I people aren't responding? Uh, people can make comments on the campaign page. In fact, the law is you can't talk about the details of your campaign except on that one official page because the law says, the SEC says they want everyone to have the exact same information. So you can't go whispering on a Facebook secret group saying, hey, guys, you know, this – you." Everybody, same information on that page, and people can ask questions. I answered 200 questions for each wow. campaign. Okay, but so it's work. It's work, it's, but but the benefits it, but, are high. But I was afraid. I was. I was. I'm not ashamed to say I was afraid. This is going to be my face out there, and if I didn't raise this money, or if I only raised 20, 50, you know, it was going to be embarrassed. But I thought, okay, I am more afraid of never making this movie than I am of having this campaign fail. And I took the, I took the leap, you know, I'm not, I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm not a, I'm not one of those types of speakers, but man, but but to be, to be fair, you did have giant snowmen behind you. So that really did help. (laughs) I mean, uh, the other thing, if, if you are afraid, 
unlike Kickstarter, if you do one of these equity crowdfunding campaigns, you need to fail, they take it down. Oh, it doesn't sit up there forever. Yeah, Kickstarter <laughs> stays forever, but equity crowdfunding goes away. That's Nobody good. will know. That's good. Fair enough. But Fair I like enough. Pitch failure. I don't like that pitch failure. But, <laughs> but this is cutting edge. This is disrupting indie film finance. It's totally cutting edge. I can't. I, I can't wait it, to the. I can't wait for this to get out into into my community, into my tribe, and it will. I promise you, start to fester out into the world. Is that the waves will will go out, uh, especially after being on the show, because it's it's something that. You know, man, it's 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 another opportunity to not raise just a little money, to raise a lot of money. It's a lot of work, but hell, you know, the people who are successful in this business do a lot of work. They do a lot yes. of a lot of this on yes. my hat, a lot of hustle. And yes. it's not as uh, it's not the way it used to be where you could just make a movie and then just give it over to a distributor, they give you a fat check and and you just, you know, go to Sundance and have you know go to a couple parties and life is over. Yeah, life is good. It's the world has changed so dramatically. And as we're recording this, I'm sure in three weeks, the, the industry will change again. Like it's just <laughs> so rapidly changing. It's not even funny. But uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions. I ask all of my guests, if you don't mind. Um, sure. What advice would you give a filmmaker trying to make it into the business today? Uh, don't be afraid to express your original voice. Your original voice is what people are looking for. Those are the kind of films that stand out. If you're trying to make everybody happy, if you're trying to be bland, nobody's happy. Be your own original voice, especially to writers. If you're a writer-director, write your voice. Preach, 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 <laughs> preach. <laughs> what is the lesson that took you the longest to learn, whether in the film business or in life? The longest lesson to learn, whether in the film business or in life. Um, <clears throat> um, that's wow. That's a deep question. I know. That's for I, my I, shallow I, mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, find your tribe. Find the people to work with that reinforce you and you reinforce them, it's very easy to get bitter in the show business. It's very easy. Uh, yes. You can see these people uh, everywhere you go, uh, and they get bitter, and I understand. They've been sitting with what they think is a brilliant script, and it's not getting made because they don't like to network, they don't like to get out, so no one sees their brilliant script, and they let anger dominate them. It's it That won't help. That's not going to help in any way take action and find people who reinforce what you do and you reinforce them and you guys will you guys will rise up together i i've said i've said this a thousand times everybody every filmmaker knows an angry and bitter filmmaker and it, and if they don't know the angry and bitter filmmaker they are the angry and bitter filmmaker <laughs> yeah. is that very is that fairly true yeah yeah <laughs> yep, yep. And sometimes when we were on the campaign, some people would post on Facebook, uh, oh, this is this is bull, this is a rip it's a scam. It's yeah. a scam. Yeah. And I would answer them, uh, I would make the assumption they were not a troll, and I would answer them honestly. I said, please go look at the page, look at our credits, look at what we've done, look at uh <clears throat> look at the pitch for the movie. Um and then, you know, just 
just look at us and give us a chance. And if you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them. The one of the big things we got is, oh, it's going to be Hollywood accounting. Uh, <laughs> and, and then they would link to the Wikipedia article on Hollywood accounting. And I'd say, yes, we've been to this a long time. We have been victimized by Hollywood accounting. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> just like Forrest Gump never made a dime. <laughs> according, <laughs> yep. to, according to the studio, Forrest Gump was still in the red in today's world. Uh, <laughs> Now, what is the biggest fear you had to overcome for making this film or even launching this campaign for that matter? <clears throat> uh, the biggest fear is fear of failure. Fair enough. It's what drives, it's what drives a lot. And only my fear of not making the movie was bigger than my fear of failure, which is why I leapt ahead. And I'm not shy. It's not my first day on the job. But uh, when you're putting your face out there saying, invest in me, mm. you're, you're naked to the world, man. You right. know, that's, that, that's it. Okay. And if people reject that, they're rejecting you. So it's, but I thought, <laughs> I, I like, I really, really like this movie. I like this story. We've done table reads with it. Audiences laugh. It's connecting. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And I have to tell this story. Good for you. I know it sounds so simple and basic, man, but. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's where, that's where I got. That's where I finally got to a point where I just had to make my movie. I was like, I can't, I, my fear of whatever I have to break through it. And I think a lot of us as filmmakers have to break through to get to yeah, that I, next level. Yeah. I, uh, I shadowed a lot of uh, directors and television uh, to uh, some really good directors, to uh, so I was on the set of a lot of sh a lot of different shows, and on one show, I was talking with a very famous actress who's really good, and uh, I'm talking to her in between. I said, "So, what do you like in a director? If a director's coming on, he's the director of the week. Uh, what is it you'd like us to know about working with you?" And she's not a second, and then this is an incredibly strong actress with a shelf full of Emmys, and she says, "David." You gotta know that when you say cut and you walk towards me, in my head, I'm going, I've messed it up, I've screwed it up, they're gonna fire me, that was a horrible take, I can't believe this poor director has to put up with me, and I, my mouth dropped open, I go, are you, she goes, oh, I'm so serious, I'm so serious. Wow. And this is, this is someone who is just- Accomplished, and you if you said her name, everybody would know who it is. Yes, and I was stunned, and she goes, that's what I wish directors knew about me. <laughs> I said, and she goes, and a lot of us are like that. And I'm like, okay, got it. And she's not somebody known for, you know, being temperamental or something like that. Very stable, gets the work done. So it, it everybody's okay. got it, man. <laughs> all right, man. We, we all, we all got our own little demons uh, walking around with us. No question. Now, um, three of your favorite films of all time. Uh, Barry Lyndon. Uh, well, yeah, I'm a Kubrick fan. So, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm a huge uh, Kubrick fan. Oh yeah, it's, oh, that's a, this is best movie. For me. Uh, Crimes and Misdemeanors. Yep, excellent movie. And, and uh, Shakespeare in Love. Really, Shakespeare in yes. Love. That's that's. I mean, it's a good film. It's a good film. But it's, a, it's <laughs> one of the first times I've heard it on the show. So that's a. But it's a good film. It's a very enjoyable film, and <laughs> I could understand why it's your favorite film. It makes perfect sense. It's got it's got a romantic storyline. It's historical. And it also has the meta story where they're making fun of Shakespeare and making fun of show business 
throughout. To me, what encapsulates what is so perfect, uh, so just just showbiz, winky wink at showbiz fun, is when somebody says to to the Shakespeare character, uh, uh, says he says the show must, and he says, go on. <laughs> it's a great line. That's, it's a great line. It's like, oh yeah, that's, that's, a, my that's a great line. That's, that's These a great are my line. people, and also the line about we no one knows how it works out. They have so many problems. Tried to put the show up, and horrible things happen. And they say nobody knows how, but it always works out in the end. And I think show business is redemption, you know. So that's why. I uh, very good answer. To, very good answer to that. Uh, and I would have to tell you my favorite Kubrick, Eyes, yeah. Eyes, Eyes Wide Shut. I love, oh, okay. I love Eyes Wide Shut. Don't ask me why. I, I I'm fans of all the all of them, but there's something about Eyes Wide Shut for me. I don't know what it is. Boy, talk about a filmmaker uh, not afraid to be himself, man. Holy he's like, he's, yeah. yeah he's no, he's, he, he's on a whole <laughs> other, he was on, on a whole other plane. And we we're not going to get into a Kubrick discussion because this will run another hour. <laughs> but um, but yes, he was definitely an original and did what he wanted, how he wanted it. And there will never be another one like him, without question. Now, where can people find you and more about your uh, your seminar and about you? Oh, well, our, our seminar page is uh, equitycrowdfundingmasterclass.com. I know that's a, it's a mouthful, but that's what it is, equitycrowdfundingmasterclass.com. There's a whole page about me, uh, and there's a page about explaining. There's one page just explaining what equity crowdfunding is, and there's another page giving some of the really granular details that we're going to go into in that class so that if somebody does an equity crowdfunding campaign, instead of raising 40 or 50, they can kick that up to 150, 250, whatever. I, I studied it so intently. <laughs> so, uh, so that's the webpage where you can find out about me. There's also um, a page dedicated to, on that site to uh, women in equity crowdfunding uh, because <clears throat> women are often underrepresented in, in a lot of areas of business. But in this country, Women entrepreneurs who own their own companies receive only 4% of all the venture capital that's invested every mm -hmm. year, mm -hmm. okay? But they're getting 22% of the equity crowdfunding money. Now, it's still not 50% like it should be, but it's five times better in equity crowdfunding for women than it is for them in venture capital. So we just mentioned those things. You can sign up for a free newsletter, and we're sending out tips. Nice. Very, very cool. Man, thank you so much again for uh, being on the show and uh, dropping some knowledge bombs. This has been a very informative show. It's been an entertaining okay. show. And I, I hope it does uh, help some filmmakers out there to actually help get their projects off the ground. Yeah, me too, man. I want uh, because then it'll become even more normal and people will be more and more people going to go there and invest in more and more films. That'll be great, man. Thanks again for being on the show. Okay. Thank you, Alex. I want to thank David for coming on and dropping those knowledge bombs on the tribe today. Like I told you guys, it is a new way to raise money for independent films, and you should really investigate it. And if you want to check out his masterclass, the link will be in the show notes at IndieFilmHustle.com forward slash 356. And the code to get $100 off the masterclass is, of course, Hustle. Just type in the word Hustle in the checkout, and you will get $100 off. So next week, I've got some really cool episodes coming, guys. It's some really, one's an emotional episode. Another one is 
a really informative episode about where the world is, uh, the independent film world is going, where it is right now, all sorts of crazy stuff going on, and got some other cool surprises coming up in the near future. Again, if you have not gone and checked out The Rise of the Film Entrepreneur, please check out my new book at www.filmbizbizbook.com. It is I mean, it's getting close to being number one again. It keeps fluctuating between one and 20, and a lot of people are buying it, and I'm really, really excited about it. And to answer the question, yes, we will have a paperback version, and I will have an audiobook version at the same time because I am recording the audiobook version as we speak. After I'm done with this, I will be going back to my book. I'm almost done with the audiobook version, so Unlike Shooting for the Mob, I will actually have an audiobook version ready on release day as well. And you'll be able to get that audiobook version for free. If you sign up for Audible, you get a for 30 days, you get a free book when you sign up for Audible. And I'll send you all that information. Don't worry, you'll know all about it. But you can buy the you can get the book for free and listen to it for free. And I'll give you more information about that as we come get closer and closer to the release date. And as of right now, it's November 7th, but it might be a little bit later. So we just gotta wait for you know manufacturing and getting it out of the factory and all that kind of good stuff. So it might take a little bit longer, but not by much. So thank you guys for your patience. I know this book is gonna be an insane explosion in independent film space. So I'm really, really excited to share this with you guys. So have a good weekend. And as always, keep that hustle going. Keep that dream alive. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Indie Film Hustle podcast at IndieFilmHustle.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-F-I-L-M-H-U-S-T-L-E.com. 